0: Check the mic and make sure it sound right, boys. Welcome
1: to Red Storm Chasers, your new home for St. John's basketball. I'm Vincent. This is our first show, so we'll go around and introduce ourselves. We have
0: Tim with us as well. Hi, I'm Tim. I'm a longtime college basketball enthusiast. Grew up watching all Big East, St. John's, West Virginia, everyone included and have been a longtime season take a for St. John's since the Lavin era. We also have Craig with us. Hi, everybody.
2: I'm Craig. Uh, I was born into the St. John's way of life as a little kid. Um, I've been a St. John's fan all of my life. Um, I'm also a college basketball junkie. Basically, if there's two teams playing somewhere in a gym, I will probably watch it on TV at no, whatever, no matter the hour or
3: the day of the week. And we have Nick. Hi, my name is Nick. Like Craig, I've been a St. John's fan since the day I was born. Uh, Because of it, I decided to go to St. John's for undergrad, and I was a manager for four years. I started under Steve Lavin for one year, and then after that I was with Chris Mullen for three, and being the head manager for two of those years.
1: I'm Vincent. I work in television. Uh, I worked in radio before that. Uh, I went to Seton Hall, but I am a St. John's lifelong fan. Uh, Used to be in the Seton Hall student section, rocking my St. John's jersey, but that's a, different, that's a story for a different time. Also
2: brought up St. John's basketball when he was on the air for Seton Hall Radio, which they did not love so much.
1: No, It's okay. I was the sports director. No one could fire me. so That is what it is. On today's show, we're going to talk about, obviously, the new coming season. This roster, which is made up of some brand new faces. We'll do our projections. We'll talk about the schedule, the exhibition. We also have an interview with Stephen Rudd. He's currently the GA at St. John's. Uh, He was a student manager for four years before that, uh, including last year where he was the head manager. So it should be a pretty good interview. We'll get to him later on in the show. Now, let's get right into it. You guys ready for this season or what? Oh, yeah.
2: Couldn't be be more excited. Tuesday night.
1: This is our year. We're winning the national championship this year, as always. I mean, we start the season. We've already got some votes in the AP, which is awesome. So we're heading in the right direction. Uh, But let's take a look at this roster. I mean, there's a lot of new faces on this team. Obviously a lot of turnover, but we're certainly heading in a direction with guys who seem to fit Mike Anderson's mold. So obviously we've brought back Julian Champagny, which is a huge win for us. I mean, not that there was much doubt, but, you know, it's always a little concerning when a guy goes into the draft or or sticks sticks his feet in the water like he did because you never know what's going to come out of that. I think he wanted to see what it was like to, you know, see what the NBA scouts said. But, you know, having him back is certainly a big help. We also have Posh back. I mean, Posh Alexander, obviously spectacular. So having him back is going to be a big help, too. Um, Let's talk about some of these new guys, though. Tim, who are you looking at as your new number one guy on this roster?
0: On this roster currently, I really have a big thing for Aaron Wheeler right now. He's a real athletic four. He's also got the size on him. It's going to be something in transition that we haven't had. And I think if he does become that stretch four that we saw a little bit of before in the exhibition game, I really think he might be one of these players that really start to dominate in the Big East.
2: Plus, you also got to talk about that he went to Purdue. So you know he's played in big games. He's He's been to the tournament. He, he kind of knows uh, he has that pedigree,
0: um, which will definitely bring some experience to the team that – hasn't gone to the NCAA tournament yet. We don't have a f- with those big ten bodies. So he's biggies ready with those big ten body hits. Right. He's
1: also he's also a guy who I mean, obviously he's a grad student right now, so he's got one more year of eligibility left. So he's a guy with experience, which is, is something with a team of mainly players who haven't played with each other last year, that could be a big help.
0: Elite eight experience. Yeah.
1: True. Elite eight experience. Always like to see that, Craig. Who are you looking at as your guy on this roster? Personally,
2: I, I think Tariq Coburn is somebody that is honestly, it's awesome. The story that with him is just amazing. That he, you know, he thought his career was over last year after Hofstra, where he he was he was dominant. He, he's a you know a sharpshooter. Um, but he wanted to go to St. John's. He wanted to go to the PA program. He, he wants to you know be a doctor. Um, and while he was on campus, he realized you know what I think I might be able to do this and basketball. And as soon as Mike Anderson found out that he was like let's get him in here and for just from watching him in the exhibition he looks great he looks like exactly what we need he might be that 3 point shooter that we've we've sorely needed for years and years and years yeah, so I mean, I'm, I'm super excited for I'm super excited to see what he can do in the Big East I think he's going to be a great addition for us
1: for sure you look at Coburn's numbers last year I mean 15 points a game 43% from the field he's a guy who's going to get his points
0: and 40% from 3
1: That's right so he he's Three-pointing is something that St. John's has always struggled with. We've always looked like we've had, you know, we've got that guy. We're going to get that guy. He's going to be a deadly three-point shooter, and it never really seems to pan out. If Coburn can help in that area, it certainly would be much welcomed, I'm sure, by St. John's fans.
2: I mean, we even had Max Hooper, who, when he was with us, never got open for three. And then he went to Oakland, and he made the most three-pointers in the history of college basketball season. Correct. So, you know, that's just our luck.
1: It's rough. Nick, who do you got as your guy on this roster? Um, So
3: out of the, like, especially the transfers, I'm not, uh, I'm ex- I'm very excited for some of the new guys we have, but out of the transfers, most so, I'm interested in uh, Joel Serrano, the center from uh, Fordham. This is a 6'11 guy. He's a big guy. I'm a big fan of big guys. Um, and we need a rebounder. I mean, that's one of the things we struggled most, defensive rebounding last season. For sure. Um, that's not a, that's not one of our huge emphases, because um, we're a, you know, get out and go kind of team, but... You know, if we could have a guy down low to really get rebounds, I mean, we haven't had that in years.
0: Finally, our answer to Providence, Xavier yeah. Butler, where One they team, just beat team, us team, up yeah. every time down low.
2: And Soriano's committed himself. He's he's lost a lot of weight, with, fifteen pounds. Yeah, so he's a lot slimmer. He's be able to uh, you know keep up with our fast pace, which is always important for us because the pace for us is is the thing. It's the thing that has made us play well the last two years. I mean, we've we've succeeded in years when we weren't necessarily planning on succeeding or expected to, to succeed. And that, a lot of that has to do with the pressure, the tempo. It's worked really well. My Mike Anderson system, I don't think we yeah. can say enough about how no, excited sure. we are of Mike Anderson's system, especially now that it's all his guys that he's brought in that will fit his system. I think that's right. something every St. John's fan is super excited
1: You You are right, though. Losing 15 pounds is going to help because, I mean, the big guys always seem to struggle a bit with the back and forth. And if you can get a big guy who's going to be able to keep up and continue to go up and down the court, you know he he could really he could really fit in well. So him committing himself to the to the new system, I think, is a great sign. Certainly.
0: And even even back when he was in high school playing in New York, he was playing against Kofi Cockburn. Yeah. Guy who's gonna be a first round draft pick this year.
1: Yeah.
2: And rebounding, I feel like, I and mean, maybe it's just me. I just think rebounding is a mindset. You're either like rebounding or you don't like rebounding, and it's about positioning and it's about technique. And if you're a good rebounder, you're a good rebounder. I feel like, no, you know, you have to have a nose for it. You kind of got to work at it. And I, and if he's a guy who averages, you know, nine, point, nine, nine rebounds, I should mean,
0: um, he, that's not something that's necessarily going to go away because he has a nose for the ball. Absolutely. Yeah. And with our style of offense, we need the break. We need a good defensive rebounder. Absolutely. We need and he's really got amazing on. hands. He's going to outlet pass it to Posh. Posh can pass it around to whoever it needs to go down. And score. Listen,
1: just, just having more than one opportunity on the offensive side will be delightful. I mean, it's, a, it's something that we have missed for quite some time. Let's talk about, I know I mentioned it a little bit before, but Julian Champagny, Pasha Alexander, these are our pillars, right? I mean, those are our guys. If you're going to make a big three, we don't really have a big three. We have a big two in Pasha Alexander and Julian Champagny. It's pretty know, good big two out I, Yeah, I didn't yeah. two guys to sleep on. I mean, it, you know.
2: It, Julian Champagne should have been the biggest player of the year last year. We yeah, all absolutely. we all know that. Yeah.
3: Absolutely.
1: I mean, led the league in
3: scoring. He hey, even absolutely. got one vote this year to be um, preseason player of the year in ESPN. The other three were for Gillespie, but one of them was for Julian Champagne. So he was first team Big East um, at the end of last season, and he's also first team Big East in this preseason. Um, he's on the Julius Irving watch list, which is the top small forwards in the country. Um, he's third team All American by Athlon Sports, and yeah, uh, he's also just been named. A, he's
1: been named on the list of the a- NABC Player of the Year watch list. Yeah, I mean, nineteen point eight points last season. I, you can't really dispute that. Obviously, like we talked about, led the league. But he's more of a for us. He's certainly more of a force, even on the defensive side. I mean, he's not a guy to who just you know takes plays off. He's going to put give it to you on the offensive side. He's going to give it back to you on the defensive side, which is. Quite frankly, when you have a guy like Posh Alexander who shines there, something very helpful. And obviously we talked about Gillespie for a second. All I can think about when I picture Gillespie is Posh Alexander completely owning him during the COVID season As at well, Karnaseka with with <laughs> Gillespie on the ground. It's just spectacular. And, and Posh Alexander is a guy who can go out day in and day out and give you that same kind of defensive strength, whether it's against Villanova or it's, against somebody in the tournament. He's going to be our guy. As the point guard, he's the guy who leads the offense, and as the top of the key, he's the guy who leads the defense too.
0: And on top of that, this is Pasha's first year with a full offseason. He came out of high school, off of having that broken arm, dropping his ranking all the way down to a three-star, which we could all see he ain't no three-star. Exactly. Right. Now he's fully in shape. His hand is healed. He's ready to go. He's got a second year in the system. He is a guy that he may have gotten second team, Big East. Let's be serious. He's ready to shut down Colin once again and dominate him and make sure that everyone knows Posh is the number one point guard in the Big East. Yeah, I mean,
2: I, you know. I definitely couldn't be more excited for Posh Alexander this year. I mean, last year, Defensive Player of the Year, uh, Freshman of the Year, um, it, it was a phenomenal year. He's a, just an absolute force on defense, and he he's kind of the engine that makes our team go. Um, and a, another year... Um, working with Mike Anderson and being in the system and getting more comfortable playing with Julian and and, and Dylan Adaioussu, who he obviously played with in high school. But I'll you t- know, t- tell you what, I though, think-
1: he's a guy I'm really excited to see. Dylan Adaioussu, he's a guy who I think brings the energy, and not not that Pasha Alexander and Julian Champagne don't. Although Julian Champagne is certainly more of an understated kind of guy, he's not gonna be the guy who brings the energy. I think Pasha Alexander is certainly more so that guy, but I personally find that when when Adaioussu's up the team gets up when he gets fired up when he makes a big play the rest of the team responds and seeing that from him i mean he was only a freshman last year so seeing that from him is going to be something that i think can really help drive this team and it, it's going to be i think it's going to be exciting to see him really try to be the energy for this team yeah yeah i couldn't agree
3: anymore like like you said before if you're going to talk about a big 2 or a big 3 these would be the 3 julian Posh, and daiwusu but, clearly, the top two are Julian Champagny and, and Posh Alexander. A Daiwusu is a make-or-break kind of guy in my eyes. You know, if he does really well, we're going to have a really, really good game. And if he doesn't do so well, the other two can pick up the slack, along with some of the you know the transfers we've gotten and some of the rookies we've gotten. But if he has a good day, we're almost guaranteed to win the game.
2: Yeah, I think also, I mean, and we've kind of glossed over it, and I guess that just kind of speaks to how good he actually is, is Julian Champagny. Because, I mean, we talked about it a little bit. We talked about it. with Ward Willis, he's on, and Nick talked about that. But, I mean, what he means to us day in and day out, and also just he gets his points. No matter what, you always look at the scoreboard, and there's, there's George Julian Champagne with, you know, 19 points, 18 points, 21 points, 22 points. He, you know, he's always right there. He, never, he, he seems to never take a day off. He's just always good. He's always there. We can always count on him to be there. Um, and, and it's something we kind of you almost take for granted because he's just so good. Um, that, that you know, but so we talk about other guys being the motor, but in reality, Julian's kind of the rock that we all that we all leap off of. Because without him, we really we we would be in a lot of trouble.
1: All right, let's let's just take a minute here and run through this roster because there are so many new faces. I mean, obviously we've brought back some players, but there's been transfers. It's been a hectic year with the waiver opening up and the new rules opening up, where it's way easier to transfer and there's basically a free year going around of eligibility right now. Let's just take a look at this roster. So, uh, we'll do it in I guess jersey order. So, Posh Alexander, obviously, he's he's our guy. We don't you know need to go too much into him. You all know him. Aaron Wheeler, we talked about him before from Purdue. Uh, nice big six nine forward. Julian Champney, obviously, can't not, cannot say enough about that guy. Steph Smith, he's a guard. He's a grad transfer from Vermont. He's actually a guy we we haven't none of us
2: really touched on as a guy. We're super excited to see, but he's going to be a guy who's really a leader. Um, for this team, and he's experienced. Vermont is a great um, program, and they're consistently win their league, best in their league. Um, and actually, when he was recruited here, he said um, when they when Vermont played here last year, he said it was one it was one of the best environments, the best environment that he had played in, it made him want to come here and and want to be there. So shout out to all the St. John's
1: fans for making that true. Sure. And, and, um, and, and you know, I, I, you know, he talked about Carniseca which is which is really can get rocking, and for that game was, you know a great atmosphere, yeah. uh, and not that we should play more games there, but whenever we do play there, it is certainly a an environment that can bring people excitement, which clearly it did here.
0: When all the students on the end of each basket get rocking, that stuff is loud. You can Absolutely. feel
1: it. And, and they're super close to the court. I mean, they're right on top, particularly the bench, right on top of your bench, that corner. Uh, so it, it is good to see. All right, so we got Omar Stanley, a six eight freshman forward from Overland Park, Kansas.
3: Yeah, um, so I don't want to get too far into him uh, right now because we're going to get into him a little bit further later, but he was very impressive uh, during the, the exhibition game, so I can't wait to see what he's got going.
0: I uh, mean, one of the first times I got to see Omar Stanley was a little pickup game. He was playing against Marvin Clark, hmm. and he was taking Marvin Clark down hmm. each way.
1: Nice. Hmm. That's that's, that's 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 solid. I mean, he he's he's a he's a, pro. He's a good he's a professional what? He's a good he's a good what? 4 years or 6 years younger probably than Marvin Clark?
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean
1: I that's Michigan a, State. Yeah. that's that's solid. I mean Stan looks like he has a great motor
2: just from watching the exhibition game. Looks like somebody who's who gets after it he, he's good around the basket and that's going to be you know, we we need that. We always need people around the basket getting those putbacks.
0: Anderson, Coach Anderson was talking about it. He, he does have just that second effort. He has that third, fourth, and fifth effort.
1: So two two other guys we already talked about, Dylan Adaiwusu, obviously our returning sophomore guard from the Bronx, New York, and Tariq Coburn, 6'5 guard out of Queens, coming from Hofstra for his grad year.
2: Also one more thing I want to say about Coburn is if you haven't read the article about him in the New York Post, you definitely should. It's worth the read. So it just, uh, it's a great article. It's a great story.
1: Joel Soriano, the only center on our roster, 6'11", junior, transfer from Fordham. He, we touched on him a little bit before. We also have Jason Simpson. He's a walk-on, 5'10", guard, West Palm Beach, Florida. It's a long way to walk on, but he enjoyed the academics. All right, uh, I apologize if I get this wrong, but Artemis Gavilis. He's a six foot guard from Southampton, New York. He's a sophomore. He's also a walk on. We also have number twenty two, Isaiah Nyway, six ten forward, junior out of Omaha, Nebraska. Transfer from Texas Tech.
0: Yep.
3: Well, he's no, he's not quite a transfer from Texas Tech. He, he was started. By, yeah. He's, a, he's from point. a JUCO. Good point. And he was recruited. He was going to be on Texas Tech, and then they didn't have a spot for him. But I, he, I thought he signed up for classes
1: though.
3: He had, he had, so he had the,
1: uh, so Technically, he was on Chris Beard's roster. He was on the roster, but he never actually was on the roster. If that makes sense, he never really—I don't think he ever really stepped foot inside of the, you know, facilities. He was kind of a in-name-only, and then he came to us. He's listed as having come from his junior college.
2: He was there last year. He He, sat out last last year year for us. Yeah, so he, he know the system for sure,
0: which is which is great. He hit the ground running this year, and honestly. He's the perfect example of the St. John's luck with transfers. Naturally, he, I think yeah. he might have been the last transfer to have to red shirt. Of course, during
1: COVID, the, the dark cloud over St. John's never goes away. Number twenty three, Montez Mathis, six four guard, senior, out of Baltimore from Rutgers. They were a tournament team last year. Yeah, he had a lot of experience. You know, with Rutgers
2: last year, he started at the beginning of the year and then, uh, I believe, he he moved into a more like six man kind of role. Yeah. Um, in his first nine games, he averaged fifteen points a game, and
0: at least a steal. Definitely it, something that fits the that fits the system really well. He, yeah, yeah. He really will fit our system well, and to think he was dropping fifteen points a game with a steal when Rutgers was running a tempo that was two hundred fifteenth in the nation, hmm. and we and, were running tenth.
3: And you already hate seeing Hall, which is you know is a plus. <laughs>
1: Next we have number twenty four Rafael Pinzon, six foot six guard freshman out of Puerto Rico. Yeah, he, he played for the Puerto Rican
3: seventeen uh, U national team, so he's um he's another kid to look for too. And he, we'll touch on this a little later. Going when we talk about the exhibition game, he he did pretty well. He he was pretty um
0: he was top three scorer. Yeah, in right. uh, the whole.
3: We'll talk about that a little later once we get to the exit. We'll get to Oh, the you're talking
1: example. about in the in the
0: Puerto Rico in the, the tournament. Oh, in the tournament, yes. The seventeen
3: U tournament. He
1: was a top in the 17U tournament. Oh, yeah. We also got number thirty four, Jalen Rosemont. He's our other walk on. Six foot eight forward senior at American New York. Pretty big for a walk on though. Finishing off our roster, number fifty five, Drissa Treor, six foot eight forward freshman. From Long Island. Lutheran.
0: Yeah, uh, Drissa, I mean, unfortunately, it looks like he's going to be red-sharing this year. All right. But he was one of the guys that uh, Mike Anderson was really high on. He is 6'8". He is very comfortable around the rim, and he has the ability to uh, position himself very well for uh, taking the uh, offensive foul. I watched a couple games when him and Pinzone were playing and some of the games back when he was with uh, Corbello at uh, Long Island Lutheran. I think uh, a little more time, get a little more weight on I think he's the perfect undersized uh, four guy.
1: All right, now let's go to our interview segment. We've got Steven Rudd, the current GA for St. John's Basketball. All right, so welcome to the show, Steven. Why don't you give us a little introduction about yourself?
4: My name is Steven Rudd. I'm 23 years old from Hillsborough, New Jersey. I studied sport management in my undergrad at St. John's graduated this past season this past year and I'm currently a GA with the team and studying sport management again.
1: Cool. That's that's a, a good background to have heading into basketball. So I guess what's the biggest difference from being a GA to being a manager?
4: Definitely the responsibility and I would say a little bit more time. I'm starting uh, I usually walk in the office around seven thirty every day and leave around five. And just the day-to-day tasks. Like I do a lot more film work. I work in the equipment room a lot, try to get the uh, gear ready. I did just recently did the uh, the new order for next next year, uh, two weeks ago. So just a lot more work, but love it. Keeps me busy. So how is
3: your uh, how is your relationship with the coaches changed since you've been a GA post when you were a manager?
4: Um, just talking to them a lot more, getting to know them more personally. Because now I have a desk now, and they're always coming in and out from the office. So they're going to come in there. So just talking to them more, interacting with them. Seeing down in the meetings is pretty cool. Just seeing what, how they do the game and stuff.
1: So so what, what's your favorite part of your job?
4: My favorite part, I'd say is dealing with the equipment. I'd like seeing all the new gear first, handing them out, seeing like the players and coaches reaction to them when we get like blank shirts and stuff I put different logos on them, seeing what they like and what they dislike so just seeing more reactions.
1: That's awesome. you got some new cool swag for this year
4: yeah I try to put some more uh we are New York's team on shirts so. nice.
3: are we putting the old school script on the Nike stuff yet or not yet
4: yeah we did that the retro we mm-hmm. That was the first couple of we guys, so now I'm just trying to change it up.
1: I like the We Are New York team. That's a, that's cool. I know we've been doing that for a while, but that's a yeah. cool logo with the Statue of Liberty. Do you prefer playing at
4: Karnasek or playing at Madison Square Garden? That's a tough one because they're both very unique in their own ways. So MSG is MSG. Every time you step in the folder, it's just like, wow, I can't believe I'm, I'm here about to play a game, sit so on the bench. But Carneseca just brings those uh, old-school vibes. You know, you get the college campus arena. When you play a Big East game, everyone shows up for it. And it just gets really loud in there. And the team just feeds off that uh, over the recent years. So, I'd probably lean towards Carneseca a little bit more than MSG, just because of the old-school college vibes.
3: Where's the louder crowd at, Carneseca or MSG? Yeah,
4: that's – can't hear yourself think sometimes. (laughs) Awesome. Yeah, kind of Conversega
1: can get pretty, pretty cool, pretty cool environment. Um Especially like you said on Big East games where like
2: everybody
0: definitely comes and it's definitely packed. And yeah, you know, so well, that's the great thing playing a uh, Butler at Conversega.
4: Oh yeah, every, every, every game, game West. always goes like an overtime game, and just always fun to be out there. Yeah,
3: and games are gonna be later this year. That'll be better. Yeah. If get students.
4: Yeah. So. I think... I've been saying we pretty much like two freshman classes because last year the freshmen couldn't go anywhere. So now, pitfall was a lot of fun. It was a lot, got packed in there. So, first couple of games should be exciting. So, besides Connor
1: Second and Madison Square Garden, what's your other favorite arena to go to in the Big East?
4: I'd say Hinkle, Fieldhouse, Butler. Just like I like the old school college basketball arenas and it's just unique and. It gets pretty loud in there when everyone shows up, but that's a hinkle.
1: What's your favorite St. John's memory?
4: Definitely my second game, being on the bench at MSG. We were playing Villanova, and we were actually down most of the game. And just being in the atmosphere of the comeback, because we ended up winning, down 19, ended up winning. And just the fans just got really into it. The bench was really into it. Justin Simon hit, like, a half-court buzzer beater at halftime to cut the lead down. And Jay Wright I got got attacked in the second half. All the fans just went wild. Just being on the bench, just looking around, it's like, oh, my God. Can't believe I'm here right now. That was that was an awesome game.
2: Yeah, that was – honestly, that was one – that's one of the best games we've had in a long time. The place was yeah. wild. I remember we walked down after the game went out to Stout, and it was just, like, St. John's fans wall-to-wall just going crazy. And it was it was awesome. That was That was a hell of a game.
4: That was a tournament year too. We went to, so it was just like everyone was buying the buzz in. It was it was really cool. Sadly, that was the year after me. Yeah, it was.
3: <laughs> I actually missed you the whole first year of you because of that torn ACL because of dunk hoops.
4: Yeah, that was that was early on too. Second second month of college. <laughs> so what's yeah. what's dunk
3: hoops? I think you
2: for us non-managers, Nate. Stephen, what's, what's dunk hoops? We got here. We got to
3: hear what that is. Uh, so, so dunk hoops is uh, you put down the side nets because you know you have the regular court long ways, and then you have nuts on the side. You put them down, you lower them down to like eight feet or as low as they go, and then you guys just play five on five, and it's it's mayhem. Yeah. It's awesome, it's chaos. That's how Stephen Rudd tore his ACL, right? ACL and MCL, or just ACL. It
4: was ACL and like. Sprain, I tore half my meniscus, I think. Oh, jeez. My lateral meniscus and sprain yeah.
1: Muscle, you know? this Yeah. You were a freshman. This is fresh, a freshman. freshman year, you're a manager. Second you're playing... month of college. Oh, man. Yeah. That's an awful. awful way to start. But, hey, listen, you're a GA now, right? I mean, it's all exactly. part of the journey. Exactly. So let's get into a little bit this season. What are, what are you most excited about this season for this team?
4: Just the potential we have. Like, this is a new team, and just they're all buying into the program. And there's just a lot of hype around us. And we we ignore the hype, but just going out every day, just seeing these players get better and better, and just seeing, like, what each individual player brings to the table and how it could impact us. And when we finally go out on Tuesday, put everything together, and am try to see the, the outcome of it. Yeah, it should be it should be really
1: exciting. I mean, I, you know, I, this is there is a lot more uh, anticipation this season, I think, yeah. than there has been certainly in, in recent years. Um, and I think a lot of that credit is due to Mike Anderson. He's done a great job of, of putting the team together that seemingly has bought into his process, which is, you know, something that is, is challenging to do. And in, in the amount of time he's done. Yeah. So what do you think is going to be the biggest test for us this season?
4: As we were playing,
1: yeah. In terms of, a, I guess, in terms of our out-of-conference, but also, in then once we hit the Big East season.
4: So I think the Kansas game could be our biggest early-on indicator to see where we're at. Playing at UBS, new arena, should be a cool environment. And Kansas is a top five, top ten team every year. So going up against them early on, at least the second month of the season should be a good first step to see where we're at.
1: Mm-hmm. And then in terms of biggies, who do you think – I mean, obviously we were picked to finish fourth in the preseason poll by the coaches. Uh, who do you kind of see as a team that we're going to be, I guess, in sort of like a battle for positioning in the tournament with?
4: Um, Seton Hall every year is always up there. Then there's Xavier, who's always has high standards. And then I'm going to say even Villanova. Villanova brought back a lot of players. There may yeah. not, I mean, Samuels, Conor Gillespie's back. So I feel like those top – those three teams we could even battle for. So.
1: so what players are you looking most forward to seeing kind
4: of advance and uh, develop this year? Julian Champagne, just because he came back to us in July, and that uh, was just a big, all right, let's go, let the season start now. Right. And he's been working every day. I mean, every time I come in here, he's always working out. Mm-hmm. He knows the next step. He knows what he, what he needs to do to get there. So I'm excited to see it unfold. That's got to be you know, cool. We were, and, oh, you got it.
2: All right, we were saying that, like, even when we were talking about it, like, Julian's so good that he always he puts up, like, what, 15 to 20 points a game every game. So, his, his consistency is crazy. Yeah. So, like, you almost forget, you almost forget about him sometimes when you're watching the game because you just assume he's going to get 20 points. because
4: Exactly. How yeah, good I he is, which is
2: awesome. But
4: Like, where and when is his 20 points? Like, the 15, 20 or something.
1: Right. Absolutely. He is definitely a guy where, like, he has a bad first half, and you're like, all right, like no no worries, because I know next half he's coming in fire. So exactly, what's your favorite double J's sandwich?
4: Ooh, this is a tough one, because my go-to is always the TKE, but I just recently had the EXP, and that was top notch. I'll say that. All right, so a
1: little breakdown. What what
4: is it in the TKE? And I think the TKE is uh, a chicken cutlet with French fries, cheese. Chipotle sauce. All right. And, and then the dxb's like, I found the chicken cutlet. They have barbecue sauce on it. Cheese. And I forget the other couple stuff. All
1: right. Well, chicken cutlet, always a good sandwich. sandwich. Both of those Both sound really stuff. delicious.
3: Exactly. Rudd, you got to try to Air Force One next time you get a chance. Air Force One?
4: Uh, Air Force One. Put, put that down.
3: Um, so, as you know, hopefully you know, manager games, remember the account manager games and all yeah. that stuff, back up and running. I'm hyped for that. Yeah, are you? Because I, I was I was frankly going back to our earlier conversation, I was hyped that you were in our mix my senior year because you were really good. <laughs> and then I never got to see you play. So I guess the real question is how how the Johnny stacking up this junior manager games? Where are we at? Well, when I left, we were a top ten team. And then <laughs> I left you only played a couple games after that. Yeah. So where are we at? What are we doing? Give us the scouting report. How many guys you got? Yeah. Who's your top?
4: I I'll tell you that we have we brought back one manager because he was the only underclassman last year. Oh, wow. And we got, I think, eight new ones. And some, oh. of them, some of them can hoop though. Some of them can definitely hoop. We haven't been playing too much pickup lately, unfortunately, because how busy everyone is. Since they're all first years, their schedules were messed up in the fall, so nothing really aligned at the same time. So, but definitely excited to see. See those games back up, back up and around.
3: How many new guys you got? I mean, it's, I mean, you say you have eight new guys. Where are they from? Are they from New York, New Jersey?
4: A lot of them from Long Island, actually. One's from Pennsylvania. Two people from Pennsylvania. One's from Maryland. So they're kind of local. Nothing like no California people uh, managers this year. <laughs> Love our California managers. Usually have like two to three every year.
3: <laughs> yeah. Uh, did you? You know, being a Hillsboro native, a New Jersey guy. You are on the long list of New Jersey head managers really? of, uh, at St. John's, yeah. But both of my head managers my freshman year were from New Jersey. Oh, really? I, I didn't know
4: that.
3: Yeah. Sophomore year, too. And then my uh, junior and senior year, I was it. And then when I left, you guys had uh, Sean and Matt, which we didn't have one. But then Brian Peters was it. Yep. You were it.
0: Well, yeah, you you
4: Who's the head manager now? Gabe Sumanji from Pittsburgh.
0: So he's relocating to Jersey. Yeah, that's what you're yeah. telling me. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have any New Jersey guys or no?
4: Um,
1: I don't think so, actually.
3: Um, you yeah, got to
4: change. we have a lot of Long Island kids this year in New Jersey.
1: All right, Stephen, thanks for joining us. It's been great getting some
4: insight from you. Want to give us one more thought before you leave? Just want to say I appreciate you having me on here. This is awesome. Really looking forward to hearing it and following your podcast. Great idea, I think.
1: All right. Thanks, man. I really appreciate it. Hope you have a good one. We'd like to thank Steven Rudd for joining us on our initial podcast. All right. Let's get into the exhibition game against Baruch. A big 107-43 to victory. Obviously, it's a D3 school, so... It's not too much to look into, but the team certainly looked impressive, guys. Definitely. It was definitely good to see them back on the
2: court. Good to see fans back in the in – the, at Karnasek Arena, have them back in the building, which is great to see and definitely um, a happy uh, a happy turn of events.
1: For yeah. sure. And there were some big plays. I mean, some cool – I mean, obviously it's it's a D3 school, so, you know, the the talent level is, is certainly much, much lower. But uh, there were some great plays. Let's talk about the starters in that game because – my guess is probably look similar to our starting day five. I think there's a chance of that. Uh, so Julian Champenny, obviously starting at forward. We had Soriano in as our center. And then we had Steph Smith, Mathis, and Posh Alexander. Those were our starting five. What do you guys think? You think that's going to be the starting five? Or you think Adai Wusu maybe cracks the list? What are you guys looking at?
0: I would probably say Wu Shu's not gonna crack it coming off that ankle surgery. I think they're gonna take their time bringing him back. Just, just precaution. We don't need him immediately back. We're gonna be versing a very low, low ranked team next, so I think they give him one more game, let him rest. I really think Coburn might uh, jump in, take over for Mathis. Mathis was also a guy who had five steals in the game on uh, only three turnovers.
3: Um, so, I mean, I don't know. I like Mathis, and he needed, I think he had three assists in the game, too, and about eight points, so not quite uh, double digits. But I don't know. I kind of like
1: Mathis in the in the starting lineup.
3: I think he's good for the team. I think he facilitates well.
1: I mean, I guess the question, really, if you're looking at positions, where everyone sits I mean, Soriano, we think he's he's definitely in as the five starter.
3: I would say. We need, we need right, I mean,
1: we don't have a big. He's our big, so Takes he's, he's out in out. as our five. For sure. Right? We know
2: Julian and Posh are right. certainly going to be in the, in the starting
1: lineup. Certainly in the starting lineup, but I guess it's a matter of what do you have Posh Alexander doing, right? I mean, he's your point guard. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I guess last year he, he did play a little bit of shooting guard, so I wonder if maybe he'll play that role a little bit. But my guess is he'll be our lead point guard, and then Champagny obviously at the three or the four.
3: Yeah. Um,
1: yeah, probably the three. But I think he, I think he's definitely going to
3: posh. I'm talking about. He's definitely going to play the one, especially if we have Steph Smith starting. Um, I'm, I don't. I think we might have just started, not just started him this game because they're a smaller team. I mean, Baruch doesn't have a guy over six six. Um, so I think we might have went a little smaller just because it's uh, more advantageous for the thing. But at the same time, it is an exhibition game, so you were testing something out yeah it's
1: a time to take shots right i mean it's a time to take chances and and you know yeah i yeah. think
3: especially once we get the biggies play we'll probably go with a, a bigger lineup than than those two
1: yeah
2: i think also as we saw in the exhibition i think we played all different types of lineups we were just trying to see how guys fit how they play together you know all that kind of stuff is which is exactly what the exhibition is for that's what you're supposed
1: to do and that's what we did and we saw a lot of different looks and a lot of different lineups and i think that was good all right, so we also had the not-so-secret secret scrimmage against Rhode Island, which unfortunately we did not come away with the victory. It was an 85-83 to loss. But my question is, does it actually matter? I mean, it's a, it's a scrimmage. Who knows what the lineup was. For St. St. John's fans, land. everything matters. You know I mean, naturally. It's time yeah. to ring the, ring the danger bell. St. John's loses anything, and all of a sudden, here comes the negative. Only affects my mood for, you know, until the next game. You know, as, as a St. John's fan, I'm sure the crowd at Carnesecca. the first thing we'll be talked about is the loss at Rhode Island for sure.
0: Yeah, I mean, but one of the major things we can't forget about these secrets, well, not-so-secrets, secret scrimmages, there's no foul-outs. That's true. There, there's Sarah had six fouls. <laughs> That's well, yeah. I mean, this ain't the
1: NBA.
3: <laughs> <laughs> no fouls. We still refs, though. I mean, Usually, generally, typically. I mean, yeah.
1: I agree. It doesn't matter. I don't think it's. Let's not get 2 carried away. away. You know, it, it's not a good look. Rhode Island is not supposed to be a good team in the A-10. So, let's talk a little bit about our preseason prediction before we head into the schedule here. Obviously, the Big East, we were projected to finish fourth. ESPN has us projected to finish fifth in the Big East. Uh, we got some AP votes, though, to be in the top 25. So, And there was only two Big East teams ranked in the top 25 initially, Villanova and UConn. So,
0: guys, what do you think? You think the four is a fair big east rating really if you look at the big east honestly two to five we could be there there's so much movement in the big east and there's so much talent at that top point it's really just who's gonna probably finish behind nova at this point
1: yeah i mean it's certainly constantly villanova's league to lose until that's not true and uh they i do think they live a little bit in the hype world in that aspect i think it's Kind of just everyone looks and says, yeah, well, we put Villanova at one, and then you build the rest from there. Uh, now, normally that's true. I like, mean, I think it's fair there. Oh, listen, on the I, I'm not I'm more not than it's, it's not, anybody I, else. I mean, but I, I, I'm, what I'm trying to say is, I don't know if people necessarily consider any other position, right? So it's not like they look at it and they, you know, actually say like, well, Villanova is definitely going to be number one. I think they look at it and say, listen, Villanova is default number one. Let's build the rest of the rankings from here. Uh, but yeah, no, I agree with you, Tim. I think two to five is probably a range we could fall into. You know, last year, first year in a long time, we haven't played on the first day of the Big East tournament, which was spectacular. Like to do that again. Uh you gotta get in the you gotta get in the top five for that. Love to get to Friday. Yeah, I, you get to Friday and it's a different game. Friday, Madison Square Garden, Big East tournament St. John's, that's something we have not seen in a long time and something that I think
0: Long overdue.
1: Long overdue and something where, you know, you when our guys Listen, we, we play a hype game, right? We play a fast-paced game. When the energy in the building is up, we get up, and that's a building that could get really loud for us really quick. Having been there for games against, you know, winning, beating Duke there, beating, you know, ranked Syracuse teams there. Beating Villanova. Beating Villanova there. It, there are games there that, you know, you can get hyped in that building, even though it's a big building, and sometimes it looks pretty empty. Uh, it can fill up and it can get loud. And if we were to get to Friday or Saturday of the Big East tournament, I, you know the home court advantage I think is something we've missed because we haven't gotten there, but something that could really shine.
2: Yeah, I mean, if we ever got to you know a fr- when we got to a Friday or Saturday night, I gotta imagine that the tickets would would fly. Absolutely.
3: Yeah. Um. I think I would say though I do think four is an accurate representation of where we're gonna be at in the league. Uh, Villanova, as much as we know everybody does, picked the league around them. Um, th- th- it's because they are the best team in the league. Um, UConn, I'm not so thrilled with UConn. I mean, they, they got RJ Cole. Should have left them where they were. Yeah, I don't well, disagree with yeah. that. They got RJ Cole and that, that kid uh, Isaiah Whaley back. They're pretty good.
0: But they never got someone to recover from book night leaving. That's right, true.
3: They right. lost their biggest player by far. I think Xavier is a very interesting case because they got uh, Suggs back, and they and, and they also got uh, Nate Johnson back, and they're both the extra-year guys. So Fremantle's he, back too, right? Yeah, might Fremantle. Yeah, Fremantle's
0: no, he's you back. I want to check. He might have got hurt again.
3: He might have got hurt, but he's coming back. It's going to be interesting, I think, throughout the season to see the teams that have guys who came back for the extra year because they got an extra year, and, and for team chemistry-wise, that matters a lot, especially at Xavier. For a guy like like Paul Scruggs, I'm sorry, I said Suggs before, but Paul Scruggs, he's a very nucleus of that team. He matters a lot for them.
0: I think it's going to be interesting to see how that pans out. So, quick update, uh, Fremantle had surgery on his foot. He's out indefinitely.
3: Yeah, with that being said, I, I think uh, the real c- uh, competition, I think the real uh, comparison for this season for us will be with Seton Hall. Actually, a lot of bowls have them the under-
1: the radar team of the season. Uh, we were picked ahead of them in the Big East, though. By we were, the coaches. By the coaches. They, were, they they picked Seton Hall to finish fifth. They picked us to finish fourth. I believe ESPN flipped that. Yes. That's they right. put Seton Hall to finish fourth and us to finish fifth. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how that shakes out. I also think there's a bit of a drop-off in the Big East once you get beyond Butler. If You talk about the top five in terms of the coaching rankings. Villanova, Connecticut, Xavier, St. John, Seton Hall, Butler, then Providence in the seventh spot. I think there's a bit of a line there. Uh, I, You know, typically the Big East is a conference that can get seven teams in. I think we'd be a little hard-pressed to do that this year. I think Providence fell off a little bit too much to get there, but you never know. There's always a surprise team in the Big East. I mean, look at Georgetown. They made a run last year in the Big East tournament, and, you know, anything can happen I- I when you get there. Marquette is also always an interesting team. Especially, now with, especially more, now with Shaka Smart. They're a team who are, you know, ranked in the bottom three. They're, they're projected to finish ninth, but could make a run because, you know, Shaka Smart plays a very similar style to Mike Anderson, and that style does help you against teams that
0: are better. If you can wear them out, you can, you can steal games. For Marquette, is Theo John doing his 17th year, or is he out finally? <laughs> no, he transferred, I believe. No, no. He... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Do a football now? You're talking, about, you're talking about the new players, right? You're talking about Ted? Yeah, Ted John.
1: Ted John? You're talking about Ted John, right? I heard he's in the starting lineup. Yeah.
3: I think another team to watch out for, maybe not this year, maybe towards the end of the season, um, definitely in coming years, is going to be Creighton. They have their best recruiting class in their history of their school. Uh, if you look at their all-time commits on, I believe it's um, 247 Sports, their top four guys ever in their recruiting history uh, were taken this year. Um, yeah. And their fifth guy is, is going to be out for the year for an injury, I believe. Um, so that they're going to be an interesting team coming forward, and especially with Georgetown's um, Aminu Muhammad. He has been the overwhelming uh, rookie of the year.
2: Uh, just so we just so we know Theo John is going to Duke this year. That's actually serious. Just an update. Theo John, like I said, he did transfer. He is going to Duke, and he will play at Duke.
1: Duke and Syracuse have unlimited length of player times. Greg Paulus, guy played seven years at Duke and still had eligibility to go be the quarterback at Syracuse for a year because, you know, the ACC likes to likes to keep players forever, and no one really cares. All right, let's take a look at the out-of-conference schedule. Obviously, first game, Mississippi Valley State. Huge game to start because they are the second-worst-ranked team in college basketball. Don't think we'll have much trouble there, guys. But it'll be good to be back. Good to be back in Carneseca with fans. Good to get going. And only two games later, we face our first real test. Away at Indiana. Yeah, I mean I think that's a that's a great game. It'll be it'll be good. Indiana's new coach Mike Woodson,
2: who you may know from the Knicks. He's done a good job actually since coming in. There was a question on, you know, with him coming for the NBA how how it transitioned. He did recruit back Trace Jackson Davis, who is a preseason unanimous All American, so we'll have to contend with him, but we have Julian Champney, so I still feel confident.
1: It should certainly be an interesting game. Whenever you go out to an arena you've never been in before it's an interesting atmosphere and i'm sure they'll be excited as well to you know play play a real first game i mean the other games are real games but they're they're you know fluff teams they're there to build your build up your confidence and get going but the indiana game is obviously a real one then we face kansas at the new ubs arena in elmont new york out there on long island sorry you got to drive all the way out there for that but it's kansas so it's worth it top five team Friday night. Friday night, probably the biggest home game, if you will, for St. John's in the out of conference in quite some time. I mean, I would assume it, it would. I mean, we usually play Duke, but we typically play them in the, during the Big East season. When we've already had bigger matchups. Uh, in terms of the pre-January schedule, this is certainly one of I think one of our biggest matchups in recent years. And it's not in the Garden. It's it's out in
3: Long Island, like you said. It's out in Elmont, which is a little interesting because. People can go out to the garden. It's easy. There's a lot of trains that go out there. Right. UBS is gonna be a little harder to get to. And there's gonna be you're
1: deep in the real Saint John's territory. And I think
2: it'll be definitely feel like a home game.
1: Yeah, I think yeah, I, that's what I yes. Absolutely. It's I mean it's a new arena, it's a brand new opening up. It's actually the first basketball game
0: there. It'll be uh it'll be nice to get to see uh Kyle Cuff Senior who comes to several of our games, watch his son, who decided to go to Kansas. And see hopefully, how he will hopefully. not get the minutes that he could.
1: Hopefully, get. we can give him some payback and uh, send him home with an L. All
0: right, moving down, we've then after the Kansas game, there there's some you know competition: Fordham, Monmouth, Colgate. Yeah, I mean, Colgate lost in the tournament, but dominated the Patriot League last year. And I mean, they didn't just lose in the tournament; they lost to Arkansas in the tournament. Right. It was not a nobody. Yeah, it was not a
1: nobody. And.
0: On top of that, they're probably going to win the Patriot League again. They're projected to win it. Okay.
1: So they, they, that that'll be another set of real test. Is a question of whether that'll that'll sneak up on us or not. Last out of conference game after that is Pit. Obviously, that was made with the concept of a, a Champagne brother matchup. Unfortunately, it's not going to come to fruition. Well, fortunately for Justin, because well, he's on the Raptors, he, he so he'll he'll be he's, he's happy
0: with that. that. He, he'll get he'll get to play at the gardens Still, that's true.
1: That's true. He'll just playing a different just night. A lot more money in
0: his pocket. A lot more money in his pocket.
1: But uh, that game, besides the Champagne appeal,
0: which it doesn't have much anymore.
3: So it's always good to see uh, you know an out of conference game against uh, another power six conference. Since we're talking basketball, it's a power six.
0: And get to see an old Big East team get whooped.
1: Hopefully, Just to be honest, they actually started the tumble. Right? I mean, Pittsburgh is is to blame a lot for yeah. the shifting conferences. So yeah, yeah. anytime we get Sarah an opportunity, keeps. we should take it to dunk on them. Uh, Absolutely. Oh, no, yeah. no pun intended. Um, sorry, g- looking at the schedule, the preseason schedule, anybody look at any games you think could sneak up on us or any games besides the Kansas game that you look at and you go, well, if we lose this game, it's not the end of the world. I think all the
2: other games we really feel like we have to win. I think the Colgate one, like you said, is one that might sneak up on us. We got to just focus on it and, and, you know, not overlook them because they're definitely a
3: solid team. Yeah, they don't actually, I just looked real quick, and they don't even have a freshman on the team. Yeah, they have a sophomore and above, a couple one grad kid and a lot of juniors, a couple
0: seniors. All with tournament experience.
1: Yeah. Right, right. So that that is a team that could, uh, could cause us some trouble if we t- overlook them ahead of Pittsburgh.
0: All right, well, that'll
1: do it for our show. For Tim and Craig and Nick, I'm Vincent. Thanks for listening. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Red Storm Chasers. If you enjoyed the show, leave a review and subscribe wherever you're listening. Just got to give one last shout-out to our special guest, Jeff Goodman. Unfortunately, we ran out of time and weren't able to get him on the show today, but we want to say thanks for sticking it out with us and staying online. Hopefully, we'll have some time for you next time. We'll see you all Tuesday night. Keep chasing.